0: Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. I am Angel Piard.
1: And I am Charisma O'Keefe, And we are here every Thursday talking to you about entrepreneurship, business, life balance, and so many other different things. And if you n- are not already, you can follow us on Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at Heart and Hustle Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod. And then you can use the hashtag BossSoHard to show us what you are up to. We love when you use the hashtag because then we can kind of follow along with your adventures, see what you're doing with your business and your life and that sort of thing. So definitely slide in our DMs. If you have um, a question, we're going to do some listener questions today. We love doing listener questions. So if you have any in the future, uh, go ahead and just slide into our DMs and ask those questions because we love knowing what you would like us to cover.
0: Yeah. And if you all, as always, if you want to let us know what you think about the show on an official platform, you can go to Apple Podcast and leave a rating and a review. That is how other people find us. It's all in the algorithms. If you watched WWDC yesterday, it didn't say anything about that, but I just wanted to mention that it happened yesterday. So, yes. <laughs> like, there's nothing. But, you know, you have devices and you're paying for Apple products. So just open iTunes aka backslash apple podcast and then go to our heart and hustle podcast you can go in the search if you're not already subscribed there and then you can leave a review there and then it's available for the whole world to see and then we get to read it and then we get to text each other about it so yes,
1: yes. and like not only does it just make our day really happy because it really does but i know a lot of people wonder like does it really matter if i leave a review it really does it really helps other people finer podcasts. And just like when you're scrolling and you're looking for like a new podcast to listen to the ones that have like more reviews and higher reviews are going to come up first. Like for me, I use like Spotify. So it's like, it's going to come up first in your Spotify. If you've like searched a certain keyword or something. So not only for us, but any other podcast that you're really enjoying, like those reviews make a huge difference. So you can take five minutes out of your day. We really appreciate it. I know other people would appreciate it as well. Um, so it is right now, it is like the beginning of June, we are going to be in summer in just a few weeks, which seems like fake, like it doesn't seem like, like I'm just like, I don't know, I felt like it was January for like a long time. And then now it's June. Um, So I'm like trying to prepare for summer trying to think about like what I want my summer to look like what my summer goals are. I try to set goals every, you know, like smaller goals every, you know, season or whatever. Um, So yeah, going into summer, like, I feel like this is always a goal of mine, but it's go outside. Um, But there's reasons why I have to keep making it a goal. So it's like in winter, you know, it was ice everywhere. So I was like, okay, go outside and like battle the ice, right? And like now it's like go outside, even though there's cicadas outside. And like find, try to find places where there's not a huge gathering of cicadas so that I can like see the sun and like benefit from the outside, but not have bugs touch me. Because these are like disgusting, disgusting bugs. Um, so I don't know, like anywhere where there's trees is unfortunately kind of like a no-go. Like if there's trees above you, that means a cicada could drop into your hair at any minute. So I feel like I'm probably going to be spending more time you know, in the more cityer type of areas, like where there's pavement, unfortunately. Like, I want to, like, go hiking and be, like, in a beautiful wooded area. But I'm just like, I think that time has passed until these cicadas die uh, or go back underground or whatever it is they do. And no one here can also tell me what they do um i'm I'm waiting to find like a definite answer for when they'll be gone uh, but I guess you know because they're only here every 17 years people are kind of like, I don't know it's kind of like you know pennywise from it it's like it just shows up and you just have to deal with it until it decides to go away <laughs> It's like living in a Stephen King novel. And it sounds like one, too, when you go outside. I mean, I played it on my insta a few times. It literally is just, like, so loud. And it just sounds like, you know, like that moment when you're in a horror movie and something's about to, like, pop out around the corner. That's what it sounds like outside my apartment at all times. It's great.
0: Yeah, it's, it sounds bad.
1: I'm yeah. <laughs> so sorry
0: for you people who have to deal with the 17-year gap, but yeah, definitely, I don't know what the thought of Pennywise just popping up because Cicadas pop up is also very funny, so. Um. That's what it
1: feels like, like, I when, and I think that's why I didn't believe it when people were like, yeah, this is, I mean, I believed it, but I was also like, it can't be that big of a deal, but I was also like, what is this, like, a Stephen King novel, like, it comes every 17 years, like, this is super strange, and then my mom told me that we lived here, not the last time Cicadas were here, but the time before that, we lived in Baltimore. So she's like, you've already lived through a cicada season. And I was like, why don't you tell me anything? Like, you don't tell me. <laughs> like, I'm like, first of all, I didn't find out that we lived in Baltimore when I was a baby until I was, like, much older. Because my mom tried to, like, pretend that her and my dad were together for, like, much longer than they were. And then, like, I figured it out because there was pictures of us there for a super long time and then now she's like oh well there were cicadas when you were a baby and i was like well that kind of makes sense because it's like when you do the math like it was when i was yeah, baby, you when been I was a around 17 baby. and then now i was mm-hmm, it was my first spring because i was born in january and so like two months later cicadas are everywhere yeah. so that's great for me <laughs>
0: um i don't i'm like just summer goals sure live and survive the summer it is warm yeah. all of the time there are hordes of few people who don't live here uh descending upon the city every weekend and wanting to go do things that are very expensive and you book hotels that are very far away and you walk everywhere and get upset that it's very hot i feel like we should create a sub podcast on a a traveler's guide to visiting Orlando because I feel bad every summer when there are people walking outside and it's 98 degrees and they are Mm -hmm. not prepared or it starts raining and it pours down in the middle of that walk and they're not prepared because they go book cheaper hotels that say they're walking distance to the parks and that's not a real thing that's not, not true you cannot walk to any disney park from any nope. like resort unless you're like at the grand florida you know what i mean like the Contemporary. Right. there's like yeah two not I'll even say, all the disney resorts i'll
1: say there's disney resorts that you, can that you cannot, cannot walk, walk from. from the parks
0: um so i surviving the summer with you people here and, and you know the heat because it's very hot so i will be indoors
1: whenever people say they want to like go to you know florida for the summer i'm always just like why? just don't like go in the spring or the fall or the winter like most of the people that it, i know in summer the winter florida, i mean
0: like january february don't come here in yeah. december because everyone else guess what everybody else has yes. this smart idea mm-hmm. to come here in december everything <laughs>
1: yeah because especially like people want to see like the christmas decor and stuff like that but yeah, I'm like, don't come in summer because it's just like, it's so, it's impressively hot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like people literally like get sick because no, it yes, so most,
0: it's so hot. And every year that it's obviously, as the, the earth becomes a little bit warmer in the summers, it's gotten aggressively warmer. Just drinking water is not going to keep you hydrated. You have to make sure you drink things that have a really good hydro, um goodness give me Mm -hmm. words
1: but you know what I mean so yeah we we drink a special powder that we get from vitamin shop and we put it in our water and if we are going to go outside like we prepare the day before with like extreme hydration like certain fruits certain you know those powders and stuff in our drinks and like doing all that stuff just to be outside for like three hours
0: yes electrolytes those are the words that I was looking for yes those guys Um, but Mm -hmm. yeah you if you are coming to anywhere in the southeast really in the summer but especially the further down you go the warmer it's going to be and the problem with orlando is that it's in the middle of the state it's not coastal so there are no winds so you probably would fare better in a sarasota siesta keys tampa area where they're off the coast because there's wind versus coming to disney in the middle of land and developed land so there's no trees um just that's to survive summer is the first goal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's, that is a goal that more people need to have. (laughs) People need to be focused on that this summer. I'm trying to think if I have any business goals this summer. I mean, I actually started working on, you know, obviously like fall and winter lines. um, And I'm like about done developing the labels for candles for um, fall. And i like hopefully like by the end of this month i'll be done with the labels for winter as well it's just good to get them out of the way because it's like the pouring takes so long that (laughs) the sooner i can get everything else done like the better and i will literally just like wait until because i use sticker mule for my labels, so i'll just wait until they have a sale and then i'll just order the labels um so that's why i just want to make sure they're done um So, yeah, just kind of, like, making sure that things go well for the fall launch, which will be middle of August, and then for the winter launch, which is going to be, like, beginning of November. Um, So, kind of just – summer is kind of, like, a lot of prepping for that, to be honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, business-wise, it's the same things, just surviving. (laughs) Like, surviving (laughs) also in business. Getting things done, getting organized, um, creating plans for the fall so it's more streamlined because I feel like summer predictability on the schedule is not as great. And there are some things that I'm working on that will be done in the summer. But in terms of just making sure there's consistency for the fall, it's kind of a priority right now because then you get an understanding of more of your schedule. It's more demanding because you know, when you have kids and she's older, she's going to have more things happening and having to revolve around that schedule as well as like, I just don't know what's happening in the world. So there's so much up in the air. So Q3 looks kind of busy or may not be busy. So I'm just trying to figure out what that looks like in terms of right now, setting good foundations with systems and making sure everything obviously is automated and organized and ready to go and getting people to understand their products that we deliver to them because they're definitely, uh, as we had Ali on the podcast yesterday, last week, yesterday, I uh, we talked about WordPress and we do use WordPress for less sites. I do think it's complicated sometimes for the common man. So I'm trying to figure out what the best way, and I don't think any of the tools and resources that are out right now are very helpful because they're always very like, into what the community is or they're very teaching like bad practices (laughs) so it's Mm -hmm. like coming up with things that help streamline the process that don't require a ton of hand holding but also explaining it it, what it is because it is very any cms system is very complicated but the appeal of some of the newer products especially wix is that it is a drop in drag and drop it's easy to do and you have a lot of creative freedom but the problem is you have a lot of creative freedom um, and it turns out a lot of times not great, and a lot of the things are limited, like I I can't believe how much limitation there is in the platform, and how much you have to pay to upgrade which is obviously the point, but people end up doing that, they end up paying like $120 for all these add-ons to do basic things that come with self-hosted WordPress or even with Squarespace that come in there so just trying to create a system in which if we're going to continue to use this thing, how can I make it easier and obtainable for the everyday Joe Schmo person who literally just uses their computer to send an email or check email and that's kind of it they don't even really use social media so trying to figure that stuff out
1: yeah that's 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 hard too (laughs) because it is I think a a really hard system for somebody that like you said like it's not even into like social media um yeah which no. a
0: lot of people are becoming more of like as we have I don't you know has uh, who was it that deemed deemed those people the geriatric millennials but there oh, ger- yes. are plenty of the Gen X geriatric millennials who don't really use social media like it that's just not an appeal John it really is, wasn't a thing
1: John is like a Gen X millennial he's like a geriatric millennial yeah. he's like right so at the like... cut, cut off on the millennial side but he's like the oldest you can be as a millennial and he like you know, he's not active on social media. Like he has social media and he uses it to like look at stuff, but he doesn't know how to like do stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, he can like look at everyone else's posts, but like doesn't always know how to make posts. So, and I get tired of teaching him. So I'm just like, whatever, just look at stuff. That's fine. Um, And like, for example, like he'll, he loves TikTok, but like doesn't have it on his own phone. Just like uses my phone for TikTok. (laughs) stuff like that which I'm just like Ugh, okay yeah so he he would be very last he should honestly be your target like <laughs> client like person yeah, comes because to if down. he if he came in to like if, if you show him the back of a wordpress blog which I have shown him like he's only seen it to like read like to proofread my posts but like it's literally a situation where it's like I have to open it up open it to that post and he just reads and then like he can correct it and then that's it like he's like I don't know what to do besides that like he doesn't even press like the save button because that would be like he'd probably end up posting it you know what I mean like (laughs) it's just not good so because he's like uh I'm used to like a word document he feels like very fancy now that he uses google suite so that's where we're at (laughs) You know what? Do what you gotta do, but yeah, like, definitely. I use Google Drive for things, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> so does everyone. Yeah. So today we're gonna get into some listener Q and A. Um, unless we have any more summer goals, we don't, right? <laughs> I think that's it.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, I feel like you guys can I'll find an episode that we had summer goals on, look it yeah. up and put it in the show notes. And then you guys can listen to it. I feel like one of my one of my goals is
1: to make summer goals. I don't I don't have a lot of them. I just have those two that I shared. But one of my goals is to maybe come up with like a fun list of things to do. Because I will say that it's like it's one of those things where I do feel like this year went by quickly so far. And I want to just make sure that I'm, you know, taking my time to enjoy things. Um, So, yeah, I definitely am going to, like, try to make up a list of, like, fun things that are not business-based to kind of, like, enjoy and do this summer. But I will share that at a later date when I actually have it. But if you have any cool, fun things that you like to do during the summer, we would love to hear about it. Yeah, I feel like a summer
0: bucket list is big amongst kids right now. Like, teachers were really big into doing that this year um I don't know how who's paying for these kids to do these things but they they did them <laughs> at the end of the year they started to put together bucket lists. so and I saw it on Pinterest too a lot of like yeah let's make our our family summer bucket list so and I
1: used to be so like I used to be very on top of that and like I would have like a list of goals like list of things like that I would do with my nieces and nephew for the summer and for every season um but yeah not this year this year it's just like a little bit of struggle bus like trying to survive but yeah I'm, I'm hoping that this is kind of the the season where things turn around and I start like being more on top of that stuff and into that stuff because uh, it's not even about not having the time to do it it's just more of like not wanting to do these things um I saw a friend she just posted she was like I have so much art that I like kind of want to create, but I also just like don't want to do it right now. And I was like, yeah, I've, I've felt that a lot this year, but I feel like I'm kind of starting to like round the corner on that, you know? So hopefully the summer is inspiring. Um, but we have some questions that you have asked that we are going to answer today. Um, and they're just random and kind of range everything from uh, owning a business, basically. So the first one is... How many streams of income do you want and what do you want them to be? Um, So right now I have two main streams of income and I would like to have, I want to say seven, but let's, let's go through and see. Okay. So Kismet and Charisma, my candle shop, um, my nonprofit, um, the podcast, and then do we – so are we counting, like, uh, David's and John's with ours or, like, just ours?
0: I don't count those people. Okay. <laughs> that's not my, if that's your your style, then, yeah. I, feel like I was cool just that.
1: wondering because I'm, like, his money does go to my bank account because um, we share a bank account. But, you know, I don't know if we're counting that or not. So we won't count that. But I will say that there is a, a creative project that Raven and I are working on that should come launch like late fall. So that would be another one. Um, and then there is like after that, I would like to like have more um, money coming in from investing. So that would be five. Um, and then six is that I would love to have money coming in from a property in some way, shape or form. Um, whether that means, you know, having a permanent rental or a short-term rental, something along those lines. Not really sure which one would be the best. Um, And then I would say the other would be also having like investments, but maybe more like your riskier type, right? So I want to start with like investments that You know, you have to like let them sit for a very long time. They're not going to necessarily make a ton of money, but they're going to make consistent money and it's guaranteed. And then like after that, get into investing that is a little more riskier, but you have a little bit of money to say, hey, you know, we're going to go ahead and try this and see how it how it goes and kind of go from there, because that's where you can end up making a lot of money if you know what you're doing but you also don't want that to be like the first way you're investing because it's again risky you're not always going to get that money back so those would be the seven that i say are my goals at the at the current moment
0: yeah i think it's seven is the way the millionaires typically have seven streams of income whether that be passive or active, and most of them are passive, obviously, because you're one person, you can only do so much. Um, Financial literacy is such an interesting thing because I feel like now people are more open, as in, like, we've had the internet for so long, but I don't feel like people have been so open until recently in the past five years or so about, like, what it means to obtain wealth, how do you do it? And what are the steps that you have to take? And so, people like Ayana Campbell, who we've had on the podcast, who dedicate their time and being and create businesses to try to help people um, do better by being smarter and, and kind of beating the systems, because the systems are obviously set up for people who already come from positions of wealth and already have generational wealth. So it's very difficult to build streams of income a when you come from places of poverty or less than. You know, middle class or whatever it is. So that already in itself, if you already have one stream of income, you, you are doing good. But unfortunately, and there's articles that are out and about about how millennials are running out of time to build wealth. Because we don't have any more time, girl. I
1: know. Don't, don't stress me out. <laughs> well, I know. Just, the reality <laughs> is,
0: I think, oh man. I, I know. I'm trying
1: flow. to go from two to seven, like in the next two years. I shared with a friend
0: how much. I think it's uh, how much did I say? Three million or something like. You have to have a certain amount uh so yeah you did
1: you you told me that too like yeah. a certain amount saved I, I, I remember the num. I can't remember the number but I remember that it was like a number to me that I was like oh no <laughs> to save
0: for <laughs> retirement if you want to retire at, at 65 um to, to be middle class and that's just like basic comfortability based on like right now and they were just saying like the percentage of millennials that have that much saved or are on target for that is like very low. So we are probably all gonna be when we're geriatric adults in reality, we're probably all gonna be working. Uh, because we will not have the return. I mean, just statistically, yeah. It won't it doesn't it's not in anyone's favor. It's not even you know, the people who are doing good right now still aren't even yep. at that place because of how poor the economy has been the entirety mm-hmm. of our adulthoods as millennials. So uh just Thinking Now, if you do have one stream of income, you have an understanding of kind of how your life is going, this is a good time to try to create a second additional stream of income, just as a, as a off the bat. If anybody was wondering why would we want more than one stream of income, it's just because to exist in the world, A, eh, and due to inflation, and also because the older you get, the less opportunities you're going to have mm-hmm. to make income as an active person. So you're not going to be able to do your job your whole life life you know what i mean so you're just gonna have to figure out something else and even if you have passive income that's still making money when you're older so technically like you're not actively working it's still providing you with something to to live off of so that's something that you should think about but yeah i think the goal obviously is, is seven how to get there it's its own journey i think we have like personally multiple streams of income and some passive and some active and not all smart you whatever but i am in a place where i'm like i need to sit down with someone and, and build those uh smart gateways but i don't i'm still on the fence now about income property in this state because of what realtors are saying about how poor of a return it is <laughs> um, so i don't even know like i have to i feel like maybe next year that's a better conversation but this year it is not a good year, <laughs> like the past. No, year and I
1: can't. Good time I cannot have buy a place go. right yeah. now, anyways, because the market is so bananas that honestly, like, if you're not coming in with a cash offer, or Don't if, you, bother. if you're not like, if you're not okay, so like, if you have closing costs, and you have the down payment, you want to have an extra ten grand just to be like in the running, because almost everybody is coming in way over. And they're, you know, like, yeah, so it's just really, really hard right now, even just like not even buying it, like we we're just looking to buy a property for us, you know? Um, so yeah, this is like not the year for that. Um, but yeah, I would say that like, there's a lot, obviously with COVID, there's so much weird stuff going on with short term rentals. And I know, um, you know, if you've had a short term rental this past year, it's been hard because like people haven't been able to travel and stuff. So I think that I would kind of go more towards having a long term rental because I know from, you know, Renting <laughs> that uh, people are making a lot of money, especially like in Central Florida area, but I'm sure tons of other areas as well. When you look at what they're paying for their mortgage versus like what they are taking in in rent, uh, rent prices have just been like skyrocketing. So, and a lot of those people have owned their homes for you know quite a few years, so you know their rent could be you know as low as you know. Twelve, thirteen, and then their mortgage or their—I'm sorry, their mortgage is like well, it's twelve, thirteen, and then they're renting it out for like nineteen, twenty. Um, so they're definitely covering those costs and having a little bit of money as well to put away in case there's any, you know, issues or anything like that with the home. So, yeah, it's definitely. I think right now everything is weird. So we're gonna like definitely see over the next year probably how the market is going to go it's definitely a good time to sell it's definitely a good time to be a real estate agent but i'm not sure if it's a good time it, it's definitely not a good time to like buy an investment property because you're going to be buying at the top of what it costs like it doesn't make any sense <laughs> um, i have a friend that bought a house like as the market was kind of exploding and she bought a townhouse um and it's you know it's big and it's nice and everything but it's like kind of in the middle of nowhere And she paid what I have friends that just bought a few, like just a few years ago. And they bought in like a really nice, beautiful established neighborhood. And the house is almost twice the size. And it's a single family home instead of um, a townhouse. And they only paid like 10 grand more than her.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that's on par with what's happening right now in the market in, yeah. I think it, it right now might be a good bet to if you have, cheaper land options to maybe even purchase land if you have money and you're like okay i don't know that's a good thing because i feel like land right now is not as expensive as obviously properties because of the cost of building even if you build a custom home it's higher it's more expensive to do that now because of the lumber cost than it is was two three four years ago will be probably in the future possibly so that's something to consider if you're thinking about or even like getting at i don't know how much the inflation has touched Commercial real estate, but I feel like it's probably a more fair game over on that side of town versus residential because of just the demand and the residential. There's just more demand than there are homes. That's the reality of why it's it's going so badly. And also, there are a lot of investment firms who are buying property So it's not just people. It's also businesses, like big business. So they have the cash to obviously put down 500k on a house that was worth like 325. You know what I mean? Like it's not a Problem for them. Whereas for your average, you know, couple or family that just put away, you know, that saved and ate like uh-huh. garbage food for a year to get their down payment together, they don't have an extra $200,000 to put on a house. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, and some other things to think about if you're looking to, you know, get into expanding into different areas, you can already buy established businesses. That is a really good way to kind of get your toe into, especially e-commerce. There are a lot of people who have e-commerce shops that are not interested in running them anymore. So maybe reaching out to some people if you see those. Um, Apps, obviously, that are successful or just coming up, maybe popping in and trying to purchase those. Or becoming an investor is always, obviously, a really good way to try to make money. If you just have extra money sitting around and you're twiddling your thumbs and you kind of want to see a little bit. It's a longer, obviously investment opportunity and getting your money back but it's worth it to kind of create things that need to be in the market so we're not getting 25 different ways to create a to-do list like i just don't understand for the life of me how investors are still investing so much money millions hundreds of thousands of dollars into these SaaS companies that are just building the same product over and over again can't understand it so if we can do that i wish we could get people to invest in some other things that are trying to be more life-saving and helpful um, that don't get the shine, maybe because the people just aren't in the right space in the right rooms and they don't have the right uh, Rolodex, so to speak. So think about those things. If you are in a place where you're like, I have extra money, what to do with it? Since we are talking about streams of income, this is a good way for you guys to maybe think about how you can create those streams for yourself.
1: True that.
0: Alright, uh, second question is, if you had to pick one thing you love about your job the most, what would it be? <laughs> it's different every day. Mm, yeah. So it's never the same, which is nice because uh, monotony is nice at some point of the time. And that's why I was like, oh, I'll create a product-based business so then the monotony can be shipping and that's nice oh, to have that process because I totally yes. understand the appeal of just doing the same thing and just not thinking and turning your brain off and like putting in some music and just having the same steps. I get it. I'm never going to judge somebody who's like, I would prefer to work in a factory or build things or build products with my hands. I come like in a kid because I totally understand the idea of just doing the same thing every day sounds like a dream on your brain. So that way you can fully be present in other areas of your life because when you do have to do a lot of creative work, it is, but like that's how you get to burn out really quickly because you are pushing your brain to like think of new ideas. And even if you are a person who naturally has good ideas at some point, pushing your brain to do that because it's your day to day is strenuous, but it is nice that uh, I do not do the same thing every day. I can do something different every single day and not have to experience uh, long periods of time of just creating the same thing or working on the same type of project. I'm As a multifaceted creative, you can kind of do whatever you want. Like last Thursday, I spent way too long putting together last week's podcast, which is like 18 different parts because of yes, <laughs> Mercury Retrograde. Uh, a lot of podcasters actually are having tech issues, but we had like 18 different files and it came together to get the episode she got last week. So, you know, that was a challenge, but it's something different to do. It's not my everyday day-to-day you know type of thing so i will say that it's nice to be able to do that
1: yeah i think mine changes for like what you know kind of same thing like it's it varies like depending on what it is that i'm doing but with love doesn't hurt it's hands down helping people that is like the most the most important thing about what i do there and the most rewarding thing about what i do there um i would say like across the board with all the projects and stuff that i do Um, it would be working with friends, which is something that I actually swore off years ago. And now I work with a lot of my friends on tons of different projects and stuff. So I love that aspect of it. Um, And then when it comes to Kismet and Charisma, like it's obviously so amazing to see your product in someone's home, like making their home just feel more cozy, but also the way that my home smells because of that. Is amazing because I'm always, you know, either making candles or testing new candles. So our place smells awesome. Um, So I would say those are like my top three: is like helping people, working with friends, and yeah, the way my my apartment smells right now is definitely awesome. I actually feel like I burn less candles in the home. Well, I still burn candles like a lot and probably daily, but (laughs) less than I did just because it already smells so good from you know making candles all the time. So. So what is your favorite thing about co-producing a podcast? Um, I would have to say that, oh man, this is hard because there's a lot for this one too. But I would have to say having amazing guests on that are people that I think that in other circumstances I would not get a chance to talk to maybe wouldn't meet at all, but definitely wouldn't be able to like dive into their career and learn so much about them and what they do. That's really like exposed me to a lot of different industries and let me know a lot about, you know, just industries that like maybe I never would have been interested in beforehand, um, just finding out the inner workings of that and just seeing how different um, like successful creatives like go about their day and how they you know, find balance in their lives and things like that, because I feel like I learned so much from other people. Um, and like, just the connections, like some of those people end up becoming like good friends. And, you know, it may have been somebody who again, like, I didn't know beforehand. And if it's somebody I did know beforehand, then again, just getting that chance to kind of like dive a little bit deeper into what they do. So definitely like getting to meet so many awesome women, especially, you know, we have a lot of women of color on the podcast, so it's just cool to kind of, like, see them do their thing.
0: Yeah. I definitely think the people um, learning about different people's, and the, just even the behind the scenes of why they do what they do. That is why I listen to a lot of the podcasts I listen to, is just the people, um, especially ones that are interview-based. It's learning about people and their passion, business podcasts. It's, like, there's very few business podcasts that I care about that talk about current events in business or tech or whatever industry or talk about like I, I don't care anymore I'm like I just want to know why people do the things they do what drives them to do it because ideally when you learn those things about people you understand how they're successful and they talk about their success in a way that's I'm not going to say their success specifically is obtainable but it is. It puts it humanizes it in a yes. way where you're like okay well you went through A, B, and C, and this is how you overcame, or you switched industries, or you did something different, then it's a possibility for me, especially because as you know, we get older, which is a joy, obviously, people are more open to being more reflective on what worked for them versus a lot of times when people were younger, and a lot of people kind of keep things uh, internalized and don't really share as um, openly, so... Uh, I will say we've had some amazing guests and because we can give our, lend our platform to people of color, of women, especially like we've had so many women on who started their career journey, like someone like Takora who we had on so early Mm -hmm. in her career back then and now has like employees and, you know, courses and you know has a whole hr you know department like she clearly has expanded so much so just getting to know her in that short amount of space from her getting fired from her old law firm and then her creating this gigantic like conglomerate of the creator's law firm that's nice that we were part of that journey um so i do like that we can kind of just even it's an hour obviously of audio of us going back and forth with some people it's nice to just have the snippet in time and then be able to watch people uh, grow and expand and what they do with their talent. Because we've had people on for certain industries. They don't even work in that industry anymore, which is cool. You know what I mean? So I like that we are just a little small portion of people's stories, but we can record it and have that that part of their story here.
1: Yeah, I love that so much. Yeah. Um... And just, you know, just getting to have the different people on. And like you said, like providing a platform is awesome.
0: Yeah. So on the topic of podcasts, our fourth question is what were your podcasting goals when you started the podcast and have they changed at all? Um, I would like, to Number one, was just to see if it would work. Uh, people were just starting to kind of do podcasts out of their houses on a larger scale. It's not that people weren't just starting to do it. People have been doing it for decades, you know what I mean? But it was not obtainable to yeah. people who did not have the software that may have been more expensive or the equipment that is more expensive or just the knowledge that seemed to be like locked away in boxes amongst people who had worked in audio worked in the industry Um, neither one of us worked in the industry so we we didn't work in television we don't work in film so for us to decide that we want to do this was kind of a, a new thing and at that time uh, I think the only other I think I'll call it our sister podcast was Job Logs because they were the HR for like the 895 yeah. version mm-hmm. of our podcast, and they were the two again two black women who were recording their, their journeys in working. And so, hearing that they were able to do that for me, I was like, okay, well, we can actually talk about this from a freelancing or you know entrepreneur space that we can just talk about and obviously we, we do that com- that type of conversation anyway so I think the original goal was just to get it done and see how it goes and it just was received so well early on that the goal from like just see how it does shifted into oh like crap, this is a real thing. (laughs) And like, we need to like, you know, take advantage of what the good press we have and and run with it in that way. So we'll say, I think early on, it was just to see if it would be a thing. And it just, it became a thing way quicker than I thought it would be.
1: Yeah, so if you haven't been listening like forever and you haven't listened to like early episodes, the way that we really started is that we would have these like, not even like meetings, but they felt like kind of like little meetings, but just kind of like these weekly you know, get togethers over coffee where we would, uh, you know, have our third friend, Melissa with us, who's been on the podcast before uh, multiple times, but we would talk about all things business. And, you know, this was like it for me in my like early to mid twenties. Um, and it was so great to have other people, other women of color specifically to be able to like talk to about work things because you know, there wasn't really, I didn't have a lot of people in my life at that time who were entrepreneurs, especially who were women and especially who were women of color. Um, so, you know, we'd bounce ideas off of each other, ask each other questions like, oh, what are you doing with this, that, whatever. And I found myself often bringing a notebook when we would get together and have coffee because I would take notes on the things that I was learning from the two of them and, you know, getting to kind of like bounce my ideas off of people that could be honest with me and that were just like, yes, that's awesome. Run with that. Or like, mm, no, maybe that needs work or maybe shelf that or whatever. Um, so really I was like, Hey, we could just have these conversations. And that's really the way I thought of it. Like we could just have these conversations and record them and then they'll help other people because like they're helping me already. Um, so let's just record these conversations and, and kind of go from there. And I didn't, I I mean, like we, we started bringing in guests probably earlier on than I thought, just because like you said, the success was kind of like, good early on. Like people were really feeling it early on. Um, But yeah, I didn't even necessarily think that we would have guests on all the time. I didn't think we would get like the caliber of guests that we've gotten. I was just like, if we can have conversations about business and share that with other people, then that will be amazing because other, you know, women of color, other just people in general will be able to hear these conversations and benefit from, you know, the knowledge that we had to give at that time. Um, But as time has gone on, Um, I think that the goal has shifted to be not only obviously like sharing our knowledge, um, but sharing the knowledge of so many other people, um, because we are able to bring on so many different types of people from so many different, you know, industries and who, you know are just really successful and and great at what they do. So being able to bring those different areas of expertise to our listeners um, is really like my main goal. And then, you know, the other goal would kind of be like, like you were saying, like finding those people that uh, are new in their business. That's the challenge, right? Is like finding somebody who is maybe not like new completely to what they're doing, but maybe like it's their first time. Like, like Takora is a perfect example. She was already great at what she was doing but was making that switch to be an entrepreneur and finding someone like that and giving them a platform at the right time. And that's, you know, that's always like the risk because you want to find people that are going to be like, we want to send our listeners to people that are going to be good at what they do. We don't want to send our listeners to people that you know, aren't going to be around a year from now. So we want to make sure that it's someone that's like serious about their business and it's going to be around and have longevity in their career. Um, so finding those people and giving a platform when we can, that's an honor to be able to do. So kind of both sides of that coin are kind of my goal is like, bringing in the experts and, you know, giving, giving their knowledge, sharing their knowledge, and then, you know, giving that platform to up and comers that are going to be around for the long haul and are in that building process of building their business. So yeah, it's definitely the goals have definitely changed to just being like, let's just record our conversation. That'll be cool. To like having this full fledged situation that we have now where we're almost booked out, it's only June, and we're pretty much booked out for the rest of the year already we have four slots left for the rest of the year
0: yeah i mean i think that's pretty much on par like for the rest of the year in the future just continue to be authentic um collaborate with with brands and people who make sense um obviously as we've talked about several times we're growing into creating a subscription-based offer with different you know add-ons and things that we can offer you guys that we just cannot do because this is free and this is a labor of love and um so looking forward to doing that in a way that's sustainable but also actually worth your time. Because I will say that creators do, do to create all creators deserve to get paid for what they do. Full stop. That is definitely not an argument. But there are definitely things that could be better, um, mm. that sometimes are offered in a way. And I think um we're just trying to do it in the smartest way where it's consistently good for a long time. And also taking your feedback into account, obviously, and growing and changing and evolving and shifting from that. And I think we have done a good job of doing that. So continuing to always be open to listening. And obviously there are some things and opinions that I like this is not an audio that production that's produced inside of a studio like most podcasts are now. You know what I mean? So it's not going to sound like that. So sorry to tell you, I did not go to school to be an audio engineer. I did not do it. I applied to do like a internship, I think, with one person last year. I think Spotify was doing Whoever was doing audio engineer.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah. thing. I, well, I, guess
0: what? I didn't get it. So you guys, my education got any better. <laughs> I'm just so sorry <laughs> to tell you. I, like, I, I didn't get it. I applied. I put in the effort. You know, anytime I see those things come up, I do apply because I do would like to learn how to be better at it and do better and have the equipment to, to make it a thing. But, you know it ain't free, you know, I know what, what I mean? Not. So, and this is not my day job. The fact that I know how to do what I can is a labor of love, I'm telling you. And I I'm say not. there's
1: also very few studios like where we are, like in places like New York and LA, you can just go, like people go into podcast studios and, and again, they, like, they're, like there's money involved, but I'm just saying like, there, it's a dime a dozen to find a podcast studio in those particular Or areas. even a
0: recording studio. I mean, I yeah. have ran to a recording artist in Orlando. I know where they go to record. And let me tell you, I'm not it's pulling expensive. up to a random little hole in the wall, you know what I mean, in these places and paying a hundred plus plus dollars, hundreds of dollars for us to record an episode that we're doing right now in two different, you know what I mean? Like just- yeah. It it wouldn't make sense. It's
1: not happening. Um, So, yeah.
0: But, we. I mean, getting better, obviously, is always the goal. And so I do want this to be better. And if it gets to a point, obviously, with anything that you create, if it's not good anymore, if it's not working, if it's, like, we've done what we can, we just stop doing this thing. You know what I mean? Like, we pivot and do something else and find something else that works. So, Right now, it's still working. It's still going. Podcasting is still a thing that people are listening to. We get more listeners this year and last year than we had in previous years, which is surprising to me because I feel like all the conversations about podcasting in 2020 was negative, and we had a really strong 2020. So we're having a really good 2021. So I'm excited for the people who are now joining in or listening, and hopefully that we can continue to grow and be better for you.
1: I wonder if it was because in 2020, we started every episode so, like, accurately and honestly and we were just like oh man this sucks <laughs> like, and then we were like sorry we start every episode like this but we just i mean that's where we're at it's so
0: interesting because and it's like this is a whole different thing but i because i'm in a lot of pockets and groups to learn I, like i said i'm not not learning it's just that it's not gonna get any better because of limitations but i am in group to learn about what people like to listen to or whatever but in podcasters groups the podcasts they listen to are very high produ- production, produced, highly produced podcasts that are very targeted and niche and very specific and have like music. And like, it's a whole thing, which I like to listen to, too. I'm not saying that's not a good thing. Like Super Soul Sundays. Obviously, uh, you were talking about the Megan and Harry one. Like, they're yeah. really good. Well, produced before then back end, like we talked about. Um, goodness, what is her name? The Annoying Girl, her podcast was really good. Uh, so they're good, those are storytelling podcasts are good and they're amazing, and they really do help the space move the space. And that is the standard that other podcasters, uh, level each other on. Like, I'm just saying, in like the industry in, in general, especially because it's very male and very heavily skewed white, uh, mm-hmm. that people who listen to podcasts expect that experience and the people who produce podcasts a think their podcasts sound like this spoiler I'm be like real real with you very few do very very few do the people who are editing out every um every breath every whatever the podcast they think they sound amazing and immaculate and let me tell you every time i listen to one i'm like this sounds that not that much better than what i'm doing with my like
1: i was gonna say the only two that i can think of that sound on that level is literally just like Harry and Meghan's and Super Soul Sunday, like everything else to me. And it, again, I don't mind it. Like I like it because I'm listening to hear, exactly, you know, like a com- like a r- real conversation, but it's like a lot of the brands that I feel like are much larger brands than ours. It, it sounds that way. And I'm like, that's totally fine because I, I like that. That's the whole point. And I think that, you know, you look at like TikTok and YouTube and things like that. And there is kind of like people want that authenticity of just like someone having a conversation and not having it always be so overproduced. So it's like, well, of course I always want to strive for us to sound better and better. There is a certain level that it gets to that it no longer feels like a conversation between us. Cause it won't be, you know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah. I feel like even the, like call your girlfriend, which is a really large podcast, obviously book based, these, these two people, I'm um, friends who are amazing really sitting down and have honest conversations but i remember in the beginning of listening to call your girlfriend thinking how it was not great. you know what i mean like and it was fine and who cares and whatever it is and you sit down and deal with it deal with it but it's so funny that uh podcast independent podcasters all of the time uh put themselves kind of on the standard of like we need to sound like we're you know bbc or whomever npr and <laughs> i'm just like i'm not as we're Coning, like you know what i mean like it's just gonna sound the way it is <laughs> so yeah, we're trying and we're gonna obviously get better but i don't think i'm ever gonna get to the point where if i'm editing i'm editing out breaths or i ask an uh, editor if when we get to that point to do that because that's strange it is weird and i don't think it's human and that's not what our podcast is so if you are listening because we are who we are and all our faults it's really appreciated because you don't have to <laughs> we really don't like you can listen to anything else for an hour or 90 minutes like last week's podcast, you know what I mean? So thank you for listening for those people who do do that, choose to do that. Thank you.
1: Yes. Um so what projects are you working on that you are most excited about? Um so upcoming projects, I was mentioning before that kind of like my summer goals are to focus on the shop for fall and winter. Um so I am re-releasing like some of the classic candles that we have for summer and then I have city collections coming. I don't know when they're coming. They're in development now, so we're still picking up the scents and stuff for that. But there is going to be an Orlando collection There's going to be a New York City collection. There's going to be a Washington, D.C. collection and some of my other city favorite cities. Um, But then for fall, I'm bringing three cents back that were in the shop last year and bringing in five new cents for fall. And then for winter, I'm bringing back five cents. And then we're going to have somewhere between five and seven new cents. We're still like deciding on those. So very excited about all of that. And then outside of the shop, um, we're working on funding for the nonprofit. Um, We sat down, well, I sat down with um, Joshua from Black Orlando Tech, who I met through Angelica and David, thankfully, because he's been a godsend with helping us um, kind of like navigate funding. Because when you are, like, I've only worked in nonprofits from working on the actual programs, you know what I mean? But I've never done like, the funding and the grant side of things. So it's like a whole new world that Anna and I are entering into. Um, So that is a, going to be a big and ongoing project to like, actually get funded because everything Anna and I are doing right now is for free. Um, So it would be nice to have some salaries for us. And then also just for funding for some of the things we need. We've been really lucky that we've been able to make money. We've had like some virtual, virtual events where we have sold candles and I've just like donated my time for that so that we could make some money and bring some money in for some supplies for things. We're going into schools in the fall. um, So we're going to need, you know, money for posters and materials and things like that. Um, So yeah, so we're just trying to make it work. So that's, that's one of the projects that is upcoming. And then I'm doing another creative project, like I mentioned before, with my friend Raven coming late fall. So that I'm really excited about not sharing anything about it just yet, but it's just going to be really fun. And it will be a lot of work on the front end and less work on the back end. So again, another source of income, that sort of thing. Cause I am really, really, really trying to build up my sources of income because I am in that danger zone that Angelica mentioned for, you should have some money put away at a certain amount and blah, blah, blah. I'm not even like close to that amount. Um, so yeah, really trying to like buckle down and get it together in this season. And Um, yeah, those are the projects that I have upcoming that I am most excited about. But then on like a personal project, I'm going to paint my apartment in a way that is really fantastic. Um, I don't know if any of you follow Fran. We've mentioned her on the podcast before, Francesca Ramsey, Cheska Lee. Um, She moved out to LA and she is painting her apartment in a way that is like just completely out of my dreams like I'm in love with it so I really want to like play with color and bring more color in um I've been really into the like white all white aesthetic with just plants and like tans and I've been into that for a while but now I'm like I really want to have like a colorful living room and just have pops of color everywhere shapes everywhere so on a personal project I'm just working on bringing more color into my life
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, I feel like the same way of, like, goals.
1: I'm, I'm just so excited thriving. for your holiday line. Like, I need it because I'm trying um, to do things yeah, ahead of time. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's a, there's a one-year anniversary. The anniversary is summer solstice, so it's nice because the date's the same. So I'm doing stuff for that. Um, I'm like, you guys, go shop other people's stuff because they're doing cool things. Like, uh, curated dry goods, Um, who I've had on the my this blog before she has an amazing line right now of like tote bags and phone cases and stuff like that so um go look at her things and then yesterday or it's monday whenever my neighbor came over and i didn't even know she had a shop was i've so literally cute. only talked to her once or twice and her uh shop is tiny ladybug designs but it's really like stickers and pens and uh, notebooks and very like Kauai style, um, just stuff who lives across from us, like literally just walked over and was like, I saw your daughter graduated because we have a giant sign that our school gave her with her base, her government name on it, and it lives in the back because it will never go in the front. Um, but she was like, "I So she graduated, here's all this stuff, and it was like button, it's really high quality, stickers and stuff. So those were really cute. So um, I will put links to those people because they have stuff right now that you can buy. You know what I mean? Like if you go to my shop, it's gonna be the same stuff that you saw. January. I have not released a new line. I didn't do anything for spring. Didn't do anything for Valentine's Day. So it's going to be the same stuff. Um, but I am.
1: You are doing holiday though, right?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Holiday okay, obviously good. is a thing. Um, as a fall holiday. I need, yeah, big, uh, trying I need to do stuff. a summer summer line because it is the one year technically re-anniversary. Um And so I'm kind of marking that summer solstice date of like the new anniversary date to kind of do like a, a small collection there that's like new stuff um and so trying to do it not that i'm super excited about it i'm gonna be honest with you i'm not um, but i'm doing it so that's nice uh, you know just to keep it going i think in work right now uh project wise we're working on a really cool uh site for a really cool product line uh, in a completely different industry that we've never ever worked in and so it's been cool because i got to like go to my best friend and pick her brain because she has a farm and she <laughs> does things with animals and sitting down with her and some of the parents who have uh, some of the animals that we're working on those products so it was nice to do some some R and D like research hand on hand with people in an industry that we've never been in because i did not grow up in a rural area i don't know what you do there um so to sit down and talk to her about like the what product she uses and, and learning about that area and who's really doing well who's not so those type of projects are always so fun because you get to push yourself outside of your comfort zone and do something and learn something and collaborating with another uh black woman on the project who brought us in who's which is nice so that type of stuff is always like a, a fun thing to do again i don't know if i'm super like excited about it i'm not not excited i'm just like I'm glad that I'm doing it.
1: That's <laughs> excited a, for you.
0: That <laughs> is a very strong word right now in, in this time of the year. I'm, like, it's, I'm glad it's happening. I'm, it's, it's fun. Um, but yeah. Uh, personal projects, obviously, I'm thinking about Nano this year, which is early, obviously, just to see how I'm going to do it, if I want to do it, where I'll be. Um, I don't know if we're traveling in the fall. So I don't like to commit to Nano, if I know I'm traveling for some reason it's just very hard to do if you're yeah. on a plane like getting in a plane the airport journey just throws everything off in my opinion and so that's something that I'm like I don't know if I want to commit because I don't I'm, I'm like the older I get the more I get I like do not care about holidays uh so <laughs> I just don't have interest and so it's like it's nice that they're there and obviously great products for them but like as a person I don't Lose sleep if we don't do certain things. Like I've never you been be, a big traditions You better person. be ready
1: for a big friends. You know that I'm gonna be. I I will try to be. It's gonna be so hard to tolerate me during the holiday season. You know that because it's like we have missed like a year and a half of holidays now. So I'm gonna be a lot. So just be prepared for like a very extra friendsgiving.
0: I need whomever to send me whatever products. A person, if you own a winery, send me. <laughs> <laughs> links to your wineries i've so already been thinking about like christmas properly. too
1: because i want to make sure that like i see everyone for christmas if it's you know still safe or whatever and so yeah it's gonna be like a lot
0: it's so interesting because people are always like the magic of christmas comes back when you have children and i'm like
1: Does it oh my be? gosh it never leaves Does are you be? kidding i will no i mean like for people who like
0: you become older some people, unlike you, the non-Disney people <laughs> grow up and they become cynical and they just like whatever. And they like they go on vacation or you know what I mean? Like they're like, I'm I'm but single. Even on I can vacation, get
1: away. it's magical.
0: I'm done. I don't care about whatever. And then they like they then they have kids and then they tell everybody else like me like the magic returns. When you have kids, you could see it through their little bitty brown eyes and their long eyelashes and you're like Yes, they are very excited about holidays. It does not change my opinion on them. Have
1: you seen a Muppet Christmas Carol? Yeah,
0: that's the only Christmas okay. Carol outside you of the, know the a song? Diva's Christmas Carol. Yeah, is... you
1: know the like, there's only one more sleep till Christmas song. Yes. Like that is how I feel. I like, feel like I'm that's how like... you feel
0: all the time. I, it's I feel not like but you I know what? Am... I go
1: I feel like I have an extreme personality because I go from like extreme depression to that like there's like not a lot of in between but like yes that is how I feel the day before Christmas and like on Christmas day like that song it says there, there there's magic in the air and then yes. it's literally how I feel like I feel like you can feel magic in the air on Christmas and everything feel. is just lighter and more beautiful and like I don't know you can just like feel it it's just beautiful I love it oh I'm it's so excited
0: <laughs> I'm so
1: excited and I'm gonna like I am doing like you know fall decor is August first and then I that is do...
0: not the right day. <laughs> <laughs> She's you it as a whole month that is too then, like <laughs> too far in advance.
1: September is when I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till September to do all of the Halloween. So it's gonna be like a fall overlay. I love that you are saying September wait will be as if you Halloween. are
0: self restraining. The self restraint is I so am. strong. <laughs> it is so really you have hard to wait until September to yeah. put jack o' lanterns out for holidays It's not October 31st. This is why we're in. Yeah. This is why, as a retailer, I live in hell because yes. right now I'm thinking about.
1: Christmas. And this is why it's I love it because the other day John's like, "Oh, what are you working on?" And I'm like, "I'm picking up all the Christmas candles and like, you know, and like I've been like testing the new Christmas scents. It's just like Christmas in my house right now, and it's yeah.
0: Beautiful. I mean, even like last year, just straight up as like as a business fact, I think I released my holiday collection black friday week or maybe yeah. the week right before and it was too late
1: yeah and you really based on saw last year's calendar
0: it was even my fall was like maybe like it barely made it of being on time my holiday was way too late i do not understand why anyone would buy christmas presents in october it's just not me i'm like i pushing it was november and it wasn't because of delays or anything like my shipping i had no issues with shipping All my stuff, I think I shipped most of the stuff that Friday, Saturday, and it was like there in the next week or two. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have really long shipping delays, whereas somebody would like it, it, came like the first week of December, which you would think would be exciting for people. It was not exciting for anyone. It gave people anxiety. It was not yeah. great. So uh, I definitely learn from. That. I want to be
1: like I like to be done with all shopping by the time December first hits so that like I can just enjoy like the month and like not Visually, like, I like to I like it to just shop, but... looks
0: odd <laughs> to have Christmas things in August in your store. But because of where we are, as a society. I, I feel like September
1: in, uh, August So I'm going to I think you October. have to
0: September October and really like yeah. September pushing it honestly because I I was yeah, I going might with my a list
1: of what I'm going to have in September and then like launch in October.
0: I was going in comparatively to smaller like not even small but mid-sized real t- retailers who are somewhat in the same home space industry and everyone in the, beginning, I took that Christmas course, it was like the summer when I took that course. We were talking, I talked about it every, I feel like episode. It was like either, you know, August, September. And even that course was like Black Friday, the whole thing was for you to get the holiday weekend was to release your holiday. And so my classmates were in that course and everybody, so we all had that plan and we were all way too late. (laughs) And so it was just like, so just a heads up, if you do own a product business, your first year in e-commerce, the dates keep moving back or less. I will say, have your, because your, I had a plan. I just had the plan to release a date. You need to be working on your planning now and have your dates ready to go and like your public to know about what's happening in September so that on October 1st or October 15th, whatever it is, choose a date between those two you have holiday stuff
1: uh-huh. at least
0: early shopping available for your list.
1: Well, and I think a lot of people used to use Black Friday to to start their shopping and now I think a lot of people use it to finish their shopping. I know for me like Cyber Monday is normally the day that I get anything that I haven't already got. So like I order from small shops and stuff, you know, throughout like August, September, October, And then when it comes to that time, like any gifts that I like, maybe like I was like, oh, I really like this, but it's a little pricey. So I'm going to see if it goes on sale for Cyber Monday or, you know, maybe I just like have a few ideas for a gift for someone, but haven't found like the right thing. So I'll like whatever is left over basically it's done on cyber Monday. That way it's in time to be like wrapped and everything and like under the tree. And I really like to have a moment where everything that I'm sending out is under the tree at the same time. But then some of those gifts need to be shipped like early December to like go to, if I'm not doing like Christmas up North, you know, so that like my brother gets his, like my brothers get their gifts and everything. So that's another reason why it's like if you're if you're shipping to different family members and stuff like you want your stuff out early december so it gets there in time and if you're like me and you want to wrap that stuff and like send it with like personal touches and stuff it has to get to you first and then you wrap it and then you're putting it in boxes and then you're shipping it up and if you're like
0: me you get christmas gifts and you don't open them until january
1: Well, so you know. I just can't
0: relate. I just, like it's unrelatable content. There's card like people give me things for my birthday, and I'm like, oh, it's Mother's Day. I should open this. uh <laughs> Like I've already sent thank you get card and like back, and like been so grateful and thank you guys for whatever. And I've not opened it. I promise you, it's not. I'm not. Gift giving is not my love language. It is. I like to. I think giving people gifts is nice. I will say that. But I don't think about it in a like. I don't care when you do it. I'm like, I'm giving this to you. It's for you to use it whenever you want to use it. Like, I will give yeah. you something on the rant, like September 21st, because it's the first day of fall, because I felt like I saw this thing and this is for you. Whether or not you open it to Christmas, that's on you. Like, I don't care. I just, I, I don't, I'm not. Which
1: it's so funny because, like, because I've been depressed this year. Like, I'm really off on my gift giving and I still owe you your um, birthday gift. And it's actually going in the mail today. So it's funny that we're talking about this.
0: Which, <laughs> like... I'm like,
1: even if but you're, you're like, like it, I fun. know, but you're like the type of person who like, because some people would be like, wow, I like shouldn't send my gift. Like, what the heck? But I knew that you would not be that way. And I was like, thank God, because I'm trying to like get it together. But because I'm like so on right now, I'm like buying gifts for people's birthdays that are in like August in September. Because I'm like, God forbid I get depressed again and like don't have the capacity to do this. I'm like, people are getting their gifts early now because I'm just like, I need to make sure that it's just done so do whatever works for you people but but if you're a real sure yeah you're you're ready retailer
0: uh you need to be already on your stuff like i'm just the the reality of that um but yeah i guess our last question is how do you stay motivated and organized when you're running multiple businesses and that is difficult and it ranges from person to person and i feel like some of these questions it's difficult to explain because like well it's gonna work for me obviously it's not always going to work for charisma. It's not going to work for like 99% of you people who listen to me and roll your eyes about me not opening Christmas gifts till whenever. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just say, I am my own person. It's very unique to what I do, but I
1: like, but that's why it's important because uh, you know, we're so
0: different. So I know our answers will be different. I'm very much a self starting. Like I, it doesn't motivation. I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't struggle to become motivated Because I'm always like, I have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Because if I don't do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the alternative is homelessness. (laughs) So I'm a very practical human being, regardless of how I feel about something. And in the moment, a lot of times I don't feel like doing diddly squat. I'm still going to get up and do it. I've been sick whatever you know i'm gonna get up and do it because that's in my motivating factors not to not have or not to do whatever and if you come from a place where you grew up maybe with not as much money as other people or have you ever been as an adulthood as an adult struggled with with money or financially not been in a place where you had a recurring income or whatever consistency to me my priority is like i'm just gonna go because i have to go um and then to, when it comes to having multiple businesses how do i like manage that it's just like again, going back to like not getting bored, not getting burnt out and up doing the same thing. So it's like the motivation is that like, if I focus on one thing, I'm going to be annoyed and, and get annoyed really quickly. So I need to push myself to do something else creatively or strategically all the same. Uh, I still, I feel enjoyment from not even just doing creative stuff. Even like I said, like the basic, whatever, it's just to keep me going so that I don't a, get out of practice, but also just, again, have things going because I don't even have employees yet <laughs> and we're getting to the point where it's like, you know, talking about that or getting to the space of that that thought process. It's always like, I can't be like, oh, I'm not going to get out of bed today and do what I got to do. Even my tasks as a employer are just answering emails. I can't just stay in bed and be like, I'm not going to answer emails. My employees are putting their butts on the line, doing what they got to do to do the nitty gritty of the nine to five. So I think my motivation is just like, as a person, I'm very much like, I just, I need to get up and do it. And that's how I've always been self-starting, very independent. This is why self-independent study has never been a struggle. This is why homeschooling was never a struggle. It's just I'm a person that can get up and and make myself do something. (laughs) Whether or not it's the healthiest thing to do mentally is something you ask a therapist. So I will not say it works for everyone because there are people who have very if you struggle with depression, if you struggle with anxiety, if you struggle with so many other things, pushing yourself to do that can be more harmful than it is good. So I never yeah. ever recommend people to do the the messed up things that I do to exist as a human being because I'm like sustainably, it's not a good idea. That's when we talk about sleep. I'm like Sustainably, it's not a good idea to not sleep or not do this or exercise too or whatever it is. Like, as a human being, you probably shouldn't. But however, right now it's working, and that's what I can do. And it's easy for me to to do it to tell myself to get up and do something. I'm yeah. So it's not really easy for everybody, and that's fine. You should never feel bad about like not getting out of bed and be like I don't want to do anything that's fine good stay in bed then if you can't afford to stay in bed don't get out of bed dude stay in bed like you don't feel bad because you're not doing like getting on six trains and switching places you know what I mean like to be part of the hustle and bustle you don't have to you know what I mean just do what works for you so that is kind of like my staying motivated is just like like I have to
1: yeah so this is actually our our answers are actually more similar than I thought they would be but I guess it's just because like you know in in a sense we do have similar backgrounds right so it's like I feel the same way when it comes to like, I work because I have to, like, there's not really like another option. Um, You know, John and I have no generational wealth that we have inherited. We both come from, you know, single mom situations. Um, Money was really, really tight for me growing up. It was tight often for John as well. Um, and you know, it's just kind of like, I'm also like my mom's retirement plan along with my brothers. So it's just, there's not really any other option, but to work. So it's like, when you know, like, especially if you grew up without, it's like, you know, like you have to work to like have, like, if it was ever concerning your life to have a roof over your head, to know like, you know, where your next meal would come from, things like that, that stays with you, even when you are doing okay. And it's just like, even though you might be, quite a bit away from that you still kind of feel that in the back of your mind somewhere and that is something that like I'm hoping that like once I have multiple streams of income and things like that I'll probably need like some therapy over it to just like know like hey you're actually okay like you're you're not gonna like lose your home tomorrow like you're good to go but it's like right now it's still like it's in the back of my mind and so it's just like it just is it's one of those things like it's I'm always going to just work. Um, And what's interesting to me is like, I can be very, very deeply depressed and I will still get my work done for the day. Now, the issue is, is that I might not be motivated to do anything else. So when I am depressed, I, when I'm having like depressive episode, it will take me a lot longer to get out of bed during the like morning. And then I will just go straight into work. I won't do anything healthy. A lot of times I won't even like have breakfast. I'll just go straight into like my job. And sometimes like I'll eat only if like I have like a lot of hunger pains and then John will like feed me when he gets home and he's like, you should have ate food and like I left you food and I'm like, my bad. Um, So it's like that's kind of a cycle I get into where it's just like I'll just work and like not do anything else, like not eat, not work out, not connect with friends the way that I should and things like that. So that's normally how I know I'm kind of in the middle of a depressive episode Um, but I would say that like when I am depressed, like as far as like how to stay motivated and organized outside of work, because it's just like, I know I have to get work done. So I just do it, but everything else, um, it's really like those simple things, like getting outside. (laughs) Like, it's like, if I go, if I can push myself to like go to the gym, for example, And work out for thirty minutes to an hour. I feel so awesome afterwards. It's just like it's hard for me to remember in the moment. Or if I just go outside and like let the sun be on my skin and like walk around for fifteen minutes, or even just like sit on a bench outside for fifteen minutes. It's like I can feel so motivated afterwards um, to be able to do all the other things that help me run my business. But those are things that like just taking care of myself, right? Because at the end of the day, like I'm the person who runs my businesses, right? Or Half of, depending on which business it is. Um, and so, me being healthy and being, you know, healthy like physically, mentally, whatever is important emotionally, um, it, that's important to do. So, when I'm not, you know, regulating my emotions, taking care of my health, taking care of my mental health, like that's definitely not a good thing. Um, and the more healthy you are, the more you're taking care of yourself, the more efficiently even you're going to run those businesses. Um, so, yeah, I think the motivation is important, but for me, it's like it is easier to be motivated uh, from a business standpoint than it is always like taking care of myself. But yeah, that's pretty much when I'm not motivated myself. It's like, talk to my therapist, get outside, um, you know, work out for 30 minutes to an hour. And it doesn't have to be a hard workout, just literally any workout. Um, And then talk to friends and tell friends like, hey, I'm very depressed. And a lot of times like, you know, friends will have like the right thing to say or just like, will send you, it could be as simple as a funny meme, something just like that connection is really, really helpful. Um, but yeah, definitely if you, if you're dealing with, cause I feel like with anxiety, like anxiety makes me work more. Um, but like, if you're trying to work, stay motivated, be organized, you know, be a multi hyphenate and be healthy. It's like, whether it's anxiety and being, you know, overworking or it's depression and like, either feeling like you can't work at all or you are working, but you're not taking care of yourself. Just make sure that you're working on getting those things in balance. It's an ongoing you know, thing. You should definitely be talking to a therapist about it. And just knowing the little, the little things that like, trigger when you're having an episode so that you can make sure that you're doing those little things again for me it's just reminding myself like oh if you can just get in the gym for just 30 minutes a lot of times it might make John going with me to like motivate me or him like getting me outside to just motivate me something like that um and that can make a huge difference uh you know in taking care of yourself which then you know you, first of all you should just take care of yourself because that's That's the most important thing, but it also helps you run your businesses more efficiently. Um, And then with like the organization side of things, it's just, I mean, we've talked a lot about systems. We have full episodes about systems, but systems are incredibly important. Um, You know, Angelica having such amazing systems and getting a chance to work with her and kind of see how some of her systems work have definitely improved my systems um and then having as many things that are automated as possible is so incredibly important um and having again different things to do because you know when you do get to not do the exact same thing every day it's a little bit easier to stay motivated and even if you don't have multiple businesses even if you don't have like multiple creative projects you do still if you're owning a business you have a job where you're wearing a lot of hats so don't feel like you need to have every single day look the same Um, And that can go super far as far as like both organization and motivation, because you're going to stay better organized um, because you have like proper time to actually focus on each individual thing. And you're going to stay motivated because if you just looked at, you know, your budget all day yesterday, well, now you don't have to look at it today. You can look at, you know, a fun, creative thing. And then maybe tomorrow is about communicating with clients. So you can kind of switch it up every day, which I think makes it easier to be motivated for a long time
0: yeah i was gonna say in the organization space uh you have to find the tools that work for you it is imperative that you learn that i have <laughs> through this journey of entrepreneurship and having systems and learning how other people use their systems and what they use is that there are no two people who use a single platform exactly the same and not all platforms are made equally for you and your learning style and especially if you're an adult who struggles with ADD or adhd it is imperative that you find the thing that works for you and how you don't feel overwhelmed because I have noticed that a lot of these tools have so many features and it becomes very overwhelming for people who have a very a hard time generally just focusing on one thing. So you really need to find that tool that you feel comfortable with that helps you focus and stay focused on the thing that you need to focus on versus some of the platforms that are more powerful that can have more things, these 10-in-one these platforms, so to speak get really confusing for people um any people but especially people I feel like who suffer from ADD ADHD I've seen that a lot uh and just especially the past year because most people have gone remote and things that were aided everyday systems that you know most marketing platforms people have been using in house to kind of manage projects a lot of these people have been introduced to these platforms and these projects and been like WTF? what do you mean i gotta knock off these tasks what do you mean i gotta report thing you know what i mean like it was just a lot um so finding the thing that works for you the ui that works for you some people respond better to something that's more brighter and colorful like monday versus something like right that is a little bit more muted in tones or asana that has actual literal unicorns or ClickUp that mm-hmm. can, looks very much like a, a doctor's you know office if you've ever looked at doctor software that's what ClickUp really <laughs> reminds me of on the back end it's kind of like medicinal software a little bit if you build it out to be that way and the same with notion notion is what you make it and it's very like a diy tool so there's so many different tools but the important thing to stay organized do what you have to do if it's just a notebook and paper who cares why do you care that you're not using Google Docs or Asana or whatever? You know what I mean? I guess the down part is that if you lose a notebook, you lose your plan, you know what I mean? But if that works for you, who's gonna shame you for it? Like if you're making mo- there are people who make millions of dollars who have never used a single project management software that literally just used their agenda. Don't let these people shame you into using something that you don't need to use. I will say once you use it, sometimes you feel like, oh, I can do this on my phone, I can do it when I travel, it's a little bit easier, but do what works for you so that's also like my tip on organization is that like in systems it's find the things that work for you there's no reason for anyone to shame you for the software you're using that's silly we're too old
1: yeah and i love like that you said like nobody uses it the same because it's so true like a lot of people use multiple systems and it's like they aren't using the same um like if you use like three systems like so many people use like three different ones and then they'll just use like utilize them completely differently. So, and like working like alongside other people, I've seen that time and time again. And it's just like, Oh, okay. Like, and sometimes you will learn something and you're like, okay, like I kind of like what you're doing. And then sometimes it's just like not for you. And a lot of people will have like completely online systems and like to write everything down to back it up. Um, so everybody just kind of does something different. So you just have to find, like you said, what works for you. Cause that's that's what it's about you know you're the one paying for the software don't let other people tell you you know that you have to use it this way or that way they're paying your bills so sure
0: isn't sure aren't so yeah i think those are i mean we've given you 80 minutes of answers and questions really (laughs) going over um my not summer goals and some other things but Hopefully if you guys have anything that you want to ask, like Christmas at the top of the show, feel free to reach out, heart and HeartHustlePodcast Heart Hustle Podcast on Instagram, HearthustlePod on Twitter. Do use the hashtag boss so hard. Do tell us what you're up to. DM us. We're checks DM. She reads what you guys say. She's up there responding yes. to you. So definitely if you have a question specifically about anything we talked about today. You never facebook
1: always. message us because i will not see it but dm us on instagram wow. all day every day and i will definitely see it yes please don't do that um <laughs> but, like, i i just went in my facebook messages on my personal account the other day and oh it's
0: bad it's i was bad like, like and i time. wrote i
1: wrote back to like you know i took this some time to write back to everyone and it's funny because some of these people follow me on insta for sure and in, engage with my you know content and so i was like thinking like why would you not have thought to write? And it, some of these things were like a little time sensitive. There were there were favors from them, so it wasn't anything that like hurt me. But you know, some a girl was asking me for a favor that I was happy to help with. But I was like, girl, next time, like write to me on Insta or text message me because you have my number or email me. Like my email is my name, so it's like it can't get any easier than that. It's like if you cannot get a hold of me, email me at my name. But I answer DMs within the day for sure. I answer emails normally within 24 hours sometimes 48 but honestly normally within 24 so yeah who is using facebook messenger like are we still doing that like i'm sorry i'm not (laughs) it's just i'm not there (laughs) anywhere Um, else though
0: another episode for a whole (laughs) another day but probably best not to facebook message anyone No, because we are all t-paying to that platform um so yeah thank you guys for what you're doing uh if you have once again once again bernie sanders meme if you're doing anything specifically for juneteenth that you want us to highlight please let, let us know if it's a sale if you're selling cool merch so that way we can share it out on juneteenth because it's really gonna be one this year that i'm sure uh very much if you've seen any of the pride corporation stuff <laughs> uh juneteenth is right around the corner there are corporations that are just Twilling their thumbs, ready to show you their new I'm sales and like social boast. And we want to highlight and uplift people who are doing authentic good work. So if you're doing something good, then you don't want your voice to get swarmed out by Target telling us how Juneteenth is important. So please, like, like send us that stuff. I have no beef with Target. I literally just tweeted about, I mean, shared on Instagram about the jungle O and Target. I collaboration. do have beef
1: with Walmart though, because they're. Walmart's is like stuff. terrible. It's pride. a terrible collection. They had a Pride collection? It I can't even really call it that. It's Sam basically it's basically children? homophobic. Like it is so bad, it's so ugly and it's like an end cap, so it's just and it's in the party supply section. Like um, it's just like a party like it's just so like they did everything wrong that you could have in done in this podcast
0: so I can go <laughs> look at the Walmart Pride, White Pride. Is it question mark? Straight pride? Uh, right? Who knows? I, but I'm going to look it up as soon as we're done with this
1: podcast. So I will
0: end Yeah, here. we'll
1: definitely share some some small shops that are doing Pride merch well. We'll share that on the Instagram account throughout the month. So make sure that you're watching in stories.
0: Alright guys, the best way to support people who are in, in the community is to buy for them. So go look up so shop and go support those people and their work. But otherwise,
1: thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys next week. Bye!